Welcome to Last First State Radio, featuring interviews with experts in dating, relating, and mating in midlife. And now, here's your host, Sandy Weiner. This is episode number 402, Lockdown Lovers, Creating Great Relationships During Quarantine and Beyond. Hey everybody, I'm Sandy Weiner. Welcome to Last First Date Radio, where we believe it is never too late for love and that a woman of value naturally attracts the respect and rewards she deserves in life and love. A woman of value is someone who knows her worth and isn't afraid to show up, stand up, and speak up. And this week's tip on becoming a woman of value is be a lifetime learner. I love to learn, and I know that when you're constantly learning and growing, you become a much more interesting person, and also it's exciting. It's exciting to always know there's more out there to learn. So my challenge to you this week is if there's something out there that you've been wanting to learn, and especially we're in the middle of quarantine, this is a good time to learn that language, to pick up a book, to do something to expand your brain and keep you really sharp and growing as a person. And before I bring on my guest, I wanted to let you know that I have a free Facebook group. It's called Your Last First Date. And this is a fantastic group, if I may say so myself, because we are highly monitored in terms of not letting people just vent and complain. A lot of groups for singles are about just talking about the horrible dating situation and, and putting just labeling and all kinds of things that we do not allow in this group because my goal is to have you grow as a person and to be, have a positive approach to dating and relationships. And so if that sounds like something you would like, hop on over to Your Last First Date on Facebook after you listen to this episode. And now for my guest, Brendan Watt is a speaker. He's an entrepreneur and a life mentor. He is the co-author of the best-selling book, Relationship. Are you sure you want one? And he's the co-founder of the Relationship Done Different workshop series. Brendan is the CFO of Access Consciousness. He, they transform lives in 174 countries. They facilitate classes and workshops all over the world, encouraging people to step out of judgment and into a more authentic, fulfilling life. We've had many access consciousness uh, facilitators on this show, including Brendan and his ex-wife, Simone. And we are excited to have you back, Brendan. Hi, Sandy. Thank you for having me. I'm excited to be here. Yeah, thank you. As you can tell, Brendan is not from America. <laughs> you are originally... <laughs> I, <laughs> well, I mean, I am originally from Australia, but I'm in Houston at the moment. So I'm, you know, I try and practice my Texan accent yeah, let's hear it. It doesn't, it doesn't, it doesn't, it doesn't work very well. You know, it's not work. It, it kind of mixes in between too many American accents that I've heard. It's like, I've got a lot of friends in America. So trying to pick up on all their accents is just mind boggling to me. Yeah. There are a lot of accents. And I say, I don't have an accent. You all do, but I'm in America. Right. So I probably should get over my point of view and realize that I do have an accent. <laughs> we all have an accent. I think we all think we don't, right? Uh, I've lived in so many places that I've washed out my accent from a lot of the places I've been. Like, um, I was born actually in the South, in Atlanta. Right, really? And, yeah, and my family before that lived in Galveston, Texas. So pretty close oh. to where you are. And You don't sound very Southern. No, I uh, 
the Southern accent left when I was probably about nine years old. And then wow. we moved to Baltimore when I was 13 and I hated that accent so much. It sounded <laughs> just horrible to me. So I, I never picked up that, that accent. So I, I've lived in, I've moved 12 times. So yeah. Wow. Yeah, accents are interesting. Anyway, let's get to the topic because uh, uh, we yep. want to talk about. Yeah, so quarantine. We we are in the middle of the coronavirus. I don't. Whenever mm -hmm. this airs, maybe the coronavirus will be lifted. The the, the quarantine, but I doubt it. I so doubt most it of too. Us, yeah, unfortunately, um, most of us all around the world have been sheltering at home for several months and. I know that many couples are going a little bit stir-crazy and getting on each other's nerves. So if somebody is in that position, Brendan, what is the best way to approach it? Well, I think the best way to approach it is by being in the question, but also doing something different. And I've talked to a lot of couples, a lot of relationships over the last probably month and a half, I think, since it's really been on lockdown. And some of the relation some of the people in relationship i know are having just a great time getting along better than ever and their relationship is is um is getting greater every day and then there's other couples that i talk to other relationships and they're just at each other and hate each other and what i've noticed with the difference between the two are the the people that are getting along and are creating their relationship and getting greater and greater they're looking at every day okay what can we do different what can we do different today that we, we haven't done before so that we can keep on that creative side of relationship? What a lot of us do is we get into, and the relationships that are failing right now, the relationships where people get into them and go, okay, we're in relationship. Now all we have to do is maintain it. <laughs> but it's not a pot plant. You don't just water it every day. You actually need to create it. So the people that are doing that are having way more success with their relationship they're happier that their relationship's getting greater but the people who are going well it will go back to normal soon are the ones waiting for it to change and not creating something different and they're the ones that i see really struggling and that doesn't if that's you right now if you're going oh sh that's me i'm the one i'm the one struggling i'm the one doing that there's nothing you cannot change but you have to be willing to do something different so give us an example of what that might look like. Well, I would say like with the, well, one example right now would be if you're in a house and you know, you're on lockdown, you're spending a lot of time together. So if that's not working, look at, okay, so how, and be in question with it, how can we give each other more space? Whether that's, it could even be rearrange your house. You know, if you've got, like have so you've got separate areas that you can go to to have a little bit of space and then also do like people have asked me well what about um you know having date nights and things like that that's great but what about even making your life more spontaneous and going i wonder what i could contribute to this person's life today like and being in that question of what could i contribute to them today so you start getting that gratitude back in your relationship a lot of us go to fight and we put our walls up and we go, nothing's working. As soon as you go to that, nothing gets better. <laughs> so you want to go, you want to come at it from a completely different angle and go, okay. So one of the things I've been recommending people do is start a list 
a gratitude list. Even if that's one thing a day, you write down one thing a day. Okay. What am I grateful for, for this person? Write down one thing. And then when the sticky times come up, when the arguments arise or when the conflict comes up, get out that list and look at it and go, Oh, and it takes you from that place of going, well, you're, you're annoying me right now, or this is not working for me to the place of, Oh, I am actually grateful for this person. I do know why I'm in relationship with them. How do I make this work? Mm, I love that. And the other thing with conflict is if you're, if it's like, we all do it. We all have moments where we just want to yell at somebody. Why won't you do this my way? It doesn't work. So if that's coming up, take a break, 10 minutes, walk away from each other, calm down, put your walls down and then go back into question and then talk about it again because conflict never gets us anywhere yet. We keep trying to use it to get our own way. Really true. Um, I want to share an example from my life, if I may. Uh-huh. Um, so I'm, I'm here with two of my adult children and my daughter usually lives on her own and she was really struggling with the change because she was thinking it's temporary. I'm going back to my apartment. I hate losing my independence. And so there was a lot of resistance. And um, what we noticed was she was going into my son's room to watch television because that's where the TV always was. Um, we, I never wanted to make the television a center of my house. Yeah. And with everybody here full time, we moved his TV to the living room and it really changed everything. We have family time, we've done puzzles in the family room and we found ways to connect. Um, so while in normal times, I don't want a TV in the living room during quarantine time, it's, it's worked out well. Yeah. And so. that's cool. But that's that place of looking at, see what I've noticed with like in talking to people when they, they go from, well, it's just going to go back to normal. My point of view is the world has changed so much right now. There is no more normal. There is no more going back. So we need to look at. Okay, so how do if, if there was no past that we keep looking to reference our future from, what future could we create? And something as simple as that, putting a TV in the living room when there wasn't a TV in the living room, it doesn't just create a house, it doesn't just create a change in the house, it creates a change energetically with the people in the house. You have something different. And from what I've noticed in my life and with people I've worked with, just the simple change of something changes the energy in your life. And when the energy changes, it starts, it starts moving in a different direction and it starts opening up all of these different places that you can choose from that you didn't see before. Mm. And it yeah. really is a big key right now is what can I be or do different that I haven't done before and choosing from that place of question. Yeah, that's powerful. I think also you touched on taking a break and I, I, I want to talk about that for a minute because I think uh -huh. what happens often is that people aren't taking care of their own needs. And so they're taking it out on everybody else. Yeah. And um, so can you speak a little bit to self care and what that might look like at this time? Yeah. Well, the, the taking it out on everybody else part, that would be the place yeah, where I'd say really need to have a look at it and go, okay, so what am I, what am I upset with them about that? I'm not choosing for myself. 
and see a lot of us when we get in like arguments and conflict we have some expectation of the other person so let's say for example um you're in a relationship and you're cranky and you've been cranky for a month because you don't want to be at home you know and your partner is happy because they're just happy you know so you're expecting them to be less happy because you don't want somebody let's be honest you don't want somebody happy in the house when you don't want to be happy because that just drives you mad i've been there done that and i've been the unhappy one and it's like so when you have this expectation that the other person needs to be less happy so that you're more comfortable you start separating from them when they don't fulfill your needs and in order to separate from them you have to judge so then you've just gone in for, to, you've gone into this place of separating and judging in order to create something more comfortable in your world, but it never works. So rather than that, look at what I would recommend is say with the unhappiness or the upset, okay, I am choosing this for what reason should be your question. Because one of the things we need to get is upset is a choice, unhappiness is a choice, anger is a choice. They're all choices that we make. They're not, we're not the effect of somebody else that creates them. And I can speak from a lot of experience with this because I was always the one growing up that would be like, well, you upset me or you did this to me. But I was always stuck. I could never get out of the upset and I could never change the unhappiness because I wasn't acknowledging that I created it and was choosing it. So you have to get to this place of, okay, I'm choosing this for what reason? Now, what other choice do I have? And even if that was, okay, so if happiness is a choice, I'm gonna choose it for the next 10 seconds and see once again, if it starts changing the energy of your life, because really we're the only ones who can change us. And, and I've, I mean, I've had times in this quarantine also where I've had moments for myself and I would have thought that I was a pretty happy person. And it's like, but it, it, I go into this place of unhappiness and I, I have to catch it and go, okay, wait a minute. This is not me. What other choice do I have here? And so, and that, cause that puts you into the question of, okay, I'm choosing this, I'm creating it. Now, what can I choose to get out of it? Another tool for this is if you're choosing unhappiness and you're choosing upset and you recognize, okay, it's a choice that I'm making, but you're still kind of like enjoying it a little bit because it's like making you a little bit happy to be upset. Go for it. A lot of us, what we do is we try and suppress it and go, Oh, well, I shouldn't be this unhappy or I shouldn't be this upset. Why not? If you can go for it. And what I've seen when I tell a lot of people this though, they will, fully indulge in their upset for anywhere from an hour to a day. And then within a day they go, you know what? This is too much work. <laughs> uh, this is, I'm going to choose to be happy again, but it gets you to the place where you're actually choosing out of the unhappiness for the happiness. You're not waiting for it to change. Yeah. I mean that consciousness, which is <laughs> the name of your company, you know, uh -huh. choosing to access this part of ourselves and knowing we're yeah. a choice. Cause I, there's so much resistance when you're saying, I don't want to be unhappy and um, I wish I didn't feel this way or you're doing it to me. And, you know, so that's, that's brilliant. And also, you know, the expectation piece, I think we, 
if we acknowledge that we have expectations of somebody else to be just like us, of course, and then yeah. we can help ourselves to get out of judgment and get into curiosity. And curiosity yeah. is so important. And I'm going to, I'm going to give you guys, I'm going to give you a tool with that too. Cause see the thing with, when we go into projections and expectations of other people, we're not in allowance. Okay. When we're not in allowance, then we're expecting and projecting that somebody else should be something, not, not even somebody else, but it can be somebody or something else. could be a financial situation. It could be um, the way that your house is. It could be anything or it could be a person. We're not actually allowing it to be what it is so that it can change into what it can be. We're projecting and expecting that it should be something different based on how we can control it which only lets it change to what you can control it with, what, what you can maintain that, contr that control within. So getting to allowance is every time that comes up, that's that, that sticky thing where you're like, oh, I wish they'd do this, or why aren't they doing this, or why aren't they doing this? Interesting point of view. I have the point of view that this person should change this. Now, all you have to do is say it every time it comes up, because if you didn't have that fixed point of view, how much freedom could you have if you allowed everything to be as it was and change when it desired to change? Knowing that you're the only person who can change you, they're the only person that can change them. And it really is, it's like, what I love is when people actually get that sense of oh, freedom, I can relax, I'm, I don't have to control the whole universe, I can just choose for me. <laughs> it's a lot easier. It's so much easier. <laughs> I, I, I felt that way in parenting for the first number of years as a parent. I tried to control yeah. my children because, you know, I am the all-powerful being. And uh -huh. they weren't listening. <laughs> and that was a pivotal moment for me in allowing them to be who they were while yeah. still having family values, what was important to me, but also hearing them. And, you know, stop trying to control and push but allow the space for both of us. And yeah, yeah. That's a big shift. And it, you know. And it's like, I mean, I mean, we all know it too. Like when we when when you break it down, you go, okay, so what what shows up for me when somebody tries to control me? Well, I resist it. Mm -hmm. But that's what we all do. So we're we're expecting, I mean, Albert Einstein's definition of insanity was doing the same thing over and over again and expecting a different result. The amount of times we all do this, we're insane, you know, but it's going, okay, well, I'm still, I'm still trying to control. It's still not working, but I'll still keep doing it yeah. rather than going, okay, this doesn't work. What other choice do I have here? What if right. I chose to be an allowance and ask yourself, okay, am I choosing allowance with this? No. Okay. So what other choice can, what other choice do I have here? So if people are listening to this and thinking, okay, allowance, does that mean I have to give up my point of view? Like, Never. do I lose myself? So I, I can just see people thinking that. And so what mm -hmm. do you, yeah. Can you explain that a well, little bit? Well, it's, it's where a lot of us misidentify and mis misapply allowance as acceptance acceptance is you just have to deal with what comes to you. Yeah. Well, this is what I am. This is you deal with it. That's not allowance. That is somebody projecting and forcing their point of view upon you. 
So allowance is knowing that that's their point of view, but also knowing that you don't have to give up yours in the face of it. Okay. You get to have your point of view and you, and allowance is also never about being a doormat, never about people putting you down or letting people treat you with abuse or letting people treat you that way. It's knowing who you are being in total allowance of you, but also allowing everybody else to be who they are and being in total allowance of them. And what, one of the biggest things with to get to allowance with others, you really have to get to it for yourself. Mm-hmm. So that means giving up the judgment, you know, giving up the, Oh my God, I'm so pathetic today. That's not allowance. Mm-hmm. Allowance would be, I'm choosing pathetic today and it's fun. That's mm-hmm. allowance. Mm-hmm. Okay. The, the not allowance part, the acceptance part of that is with yourself is well, I'm just pathetic and that's all there is to it. No, yeah. you're just accepting what you've chosen as if that's the only choice rather than going, okay, so what's beyond this? Yeah, that's, that's, a, that's a good explanation. That's, that's clear. Thank you. Cool. You're welcome. Um, well, I'm thinking of a particular situation that's coming up a lot these days, mm-hmm. which is um, one person is addicted to the news and yep. really anxious and talking about it all day long, you know, and oh my God, mm-hmm. and the world is coming to an end and gloom and doom. And the other person is trying to be Zen and let it go and, and, you know, and just take care of their mental health because that other person is driving them nuts. You know, the anxiety is mounting. So in that kind of situation, what would allowance look like? Like how, how, how would that work? Well, allowance in that situation is, um, and I get it. It's like when you have that, it's like somebody's just flipping out and somebody's like, Hey, it's okay. We're going to get through this. So I get that part. Allowance is going interesting point of view. I have the point of view that they shouldn't be freaking out, that they shouldn't be watching the news, that they shouldn't be doing all of this. Because one of the things I've learned over many, many, many years and, and talking to a lot of people is when somebody keeps choosing something over and over and over again, there's something about it that they love. Mm-hmm. So it's like, you can't change that unless somebody it's different. If somebody comes to you and says, can you help me with this? I'm freaking out all the time. I'm not sleeping. I'm not. That's when you can be in question with them of, okay, so what could you do different? Mm-hmm. You know, from that place of caring from that place of allowance, but okay. So what, what could you do different? But a lot of people don't actually want to ask that because they don't want to change it. Mm-hmm. that's the place where you need to be in allowance and recognize that, okay, that's what they're choosing. Interesting point of view. I have the point of view. They shouldn't be choosing it and live your life and be happy if that's what you like to do. And also when the, it's like, once again, creating that, creating that sense of space in your relationship. It's like for most of us, we've, we, we've gone from having a relationship that was based on, you know, maybe three, four, five hours a day of, of face time with each other to we're looking at, you know, anywhere from takeout sleeping, you're looking at 16 hours a day. We've just tripled at least probably more like times that by, you know, four our face time with each other. That's a lot of time to spend with somebody, even if you really care about them. And I have people in my life that I care about dynamically. And spending that much time with them still is a bit much. I like my alone time. 
you know, but it's like, but the other thing is be honest with yourself, even if it's just with you and go, okay, so what do I actually desire? Doesn't mean you go figure out what you desire and then spew it all over the other person. It means get honest with you and go, you know what? I need a couple of hours a day to myself. Okay. And then ask, how can I create that? Mm-hmm. Is that taking up a hobby? Is that going for a walk? Is that, you know, doing something different every day so that you actually start getting that sense of space that you need for you? Right, which gives you the bandwidth to deal with the crazy people in your house. Um, well, it gives you that place where you can just relax you know and especially i've talked to people i mean i've got one friend who just moved to the u.s with her husband and uh one-year-old baby and uh four-year-old daughter they just moved here right like just the day quarantine started they they got here and i was like and and she's very sweet because she's like i don't i'm just she couldn't find a nanny and it's just full on for her but it's like but she's looking at, okay, so how do I create different situations so that we're creating more space? She's willing to look at it and go, okay, how do we get beyond this? Not how do I suffer it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, I mean, that makes perfect sense. And I'm thinking of a particular client who um, she has created the space for herself. She, you know, does a lot of classes online and gets out and does exercise in the park with a trainer who's six feet apart. And, you know, she, she does what she needs to do. But she still has this partner who is constantly anxious. And so she's created the distance. She's let him know, you know, I can't be around this. This this is hard for me. And she has, you know, some autoimmune issues. Like she wants to stay healthy. So Mm -hmm. in that case, like she's created the space. She's doing things that nourish her. What else can she do in, you know, with, with this issue? Uh, well, like, well, definitely, like I said, start with allowance, but also, um, also I'm assuming you're probably doing this to a degree already, but it's like, write a list of five or 10 things that give you that sense of peace for you that really make you feel like you, I mean, for me, it's running, it's listening to classes, it's listening to music, it's um, talking to people, the people I have in my life who don't judge me, who I know have my back and I can talk to them about anything. Uh, I've just taken up playing the guitar again. I have a, I have a list of things. So if I, if, if I start shrinking a little bit or if I start going out of how peaceful I know I like to be, I go, okay, so what do I need to change here? And I'll do something off that list because mm-hmm. it gives me more of that sense of me. And I'm assuming for you, for the one that, for the person that you're talking about, it's like when, when the, um, the difficulty comes into it, you're not really feeling like you. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's getting to that place of, okay, so what do I need to do to, to have that space of me again? Now I'm going to give you another one that's even easier is ask for it. Ask for, okay, so what would it take? for me to have more ease with this. And, and I, I mean, I was, I was having this situation the other day and I was, I tried to figure it out for like three hours and I just getting, kept getting smaller and smaller. And just, I felt like the, the, I felt like the, the skies had opened up with concrete and it was pouring straight on my head. And I was like, Oh, and I was frustrated. And I went for a run and I just said, 
And I, all I did was went, universe, can you please show me an easier way with this? Within 30 minutes, I didn't do anything else. I just kept running. Within 30 minutes, my I just was me again. Mm. But it's like, that's that place where we, if we're willing to recognize that we have a universe that supports us, if we're willing to ask for it and actually receive, then it's a whole lot easier. Mm. Yeah, I like what you said about shrinking, you know, and, and also surrounding yourself by people who don't judge you. Yeah. That's uh, such an important thing, you know, and yeah. to really and surround yourself with people who nourish you and don't take away. Yeah. And, and I, I have a lot of experience with this personally, with the shrinking thing, because it's like what I've done a lot of my life was I'd start shrinking and then I go into, okay, so I can figure my way out of this, which never worked because our mind is so small in comparison to what we know beyond it. And I try and figure it out. That didn't work. And then I try and suppress it thinking if I suppress it enough, then I don't have to deal with it. That didn't work. And then I realized that I could make a different choice that worked. And then I realized I could make a different choice with also asking for whatever it was to contribute to it, to contribute to it. And I realized, wow, that was really easy. You know, but you have, one of the things with that is you have to be willing to get out of your own way, mm -hmm. give up the control, which not, that's, you're talking to a control freak here. So I know that's not the easiest <laughs> thing to do. <laughs> Uh, if you can do it, anybody can do it, right? I no, mean, that's my point of view. <laughs> I find that that's one of the biggest things that people struggle with when they come to me is they've tried to control their universe and it doesn't yeah. work. And it's like, it doesn't. you know, you're in a relationship and you're trying to control the other person and you can't, mm -hmm. you know, and I can tell yeah. you that one of the pluses of being in quarantine with my two kids is that the most challenging situations offer the greatest opportunity for growth. And yeah. I have grown tremendously through learning to give up control, have the conversations, get curious, be clear with what I need with my family and hear from them what they need so we can find some equilibrium. And it's shifted tremendously since the beginning. I mean, really. Yeah. I, I'm so grateful for this opportunity for growth. And I don't think that we have, we would have had this opportunity to get close as, as a family because everybody's gone their own way in adulthood, you know, and it's, so yeah. it's, it's kind of this opportunity to, to connect. So yeah. not everybody has people in their homes and, mm -hmm. um, and for those people, some are happy some some of the introverts are really happy they don't have to talk to anybody most of the time but there are a lot of people what who you are mean like you mean like me like no, you and like me <laughs> i got a door that's shut and i'm thrilled but for people who are lonely and single um can you offer them any advice to help them yeah well it's like so not looking so a couple of things what a, what a lot of people that I've talked to have done like with being single that have got them stuck is they're going, well, they're, they're looking for the, well, how can I still have what I can't have right now? Okay. The dating scene has pretty much been taken away. So there's that one thing. So what if you could spend this time right now to actually create a greater relationship with yourself? 
if you if you went okay so i've got i mean you've probably already been on quarantine for a month or so i've got another month okay so getting into that place of having that relationship with yourself because what i've noticed with me if i have a relationship with myself that is unbreakable that is just i i i just i what we talk about is we talk about five elements of intimacy because what we do in relationship is we look for intimacy with another but we're not willing to have it for ourselves the five elements are honor gratitude trust vulnerability and allowance so it's having those five elements of intimacy with you what if for the next month you went even if you wrote out a sticky note for each one of those okay am i in allowance of me today so we've talked a little bit about that the trust part do i trust myself and trust yourself really isn't you know what most of us look at trust as is we go well it's blind faith it's just well i should trust i should trust what's being said to me or i should trust what i've been told trusting yourself is knowing that you are who you are and you will choose what you cho you will choose and you always trust that you can choose something greater beyond it even if you make a choice that's not your best choice you know you still have another one beyond it so you trust you with that being vulnerable with yourself is going okay so i'm having a hard time right now you know i'm feeling lonely or this this stuff's coming up for me being vulnerable with that and going okay so what would it take for me to change this what could I be or do different with this so that I could create me as greater? So not putting the walls up to yourself and going, well, I, I don't even want to talk to anyone about it because, you know, it's like all my friends are in great relationships and I don't want to tell them that I'm lonely or be vulnerable with you enough to know that there's nothing wrong with it. Okay. And there's nothing wrong with you either. Uh, so what did I do? Allowance, gratitude. Okay, gratitude is that place where, like I said, with the list, what if I talked about before having a list for the person you're in a relationship with, if you're in a relationship or you're not in relationship, the other thing is writing a list for you. What am I grateful for about myself? Now, if you're anything like me, these ones are a little harder to write because it's much easier to see where you're grateful for somebody else than when you are to be grateful for yourself but do it, okay? Because then you can look at it. When you start judging yourself, you can go, oh, wait a minute, I'm actually grateful for myself. And the thing with gratitude, and I know I'm, trying, I'm speaking quickly because I'm trying to get as much of this out there as I can. Yeah. The thing with gratitude is, and I just speak quickly. The thing with gratitude <laughs> is you can't have judgment and gratitude in the same universe. You can try, but try and be grateful for something and judge it at the same time. It doesn't work. You can't do it. <laughs> So if you have that gratitude, when you go to that place of judgment of you or of judging yourself for being lonely or judging yourself for wanting a relationship, you can't have one or judging your body or judging that you're home alone or judging whatever, get into gratitude, get your list. Oh, I'm grateful for this. Oh, I'm grateful for this. Oh, where did the judgment go? Okay. Make a different choice. Mm -hmm. Go to gratitude instead of judgment. And the other one is honor. Okay, now this is one that a lot of us give up on is honoring you and your choices. Honoring that you will be there for you no matter what. No matter how hard it gets, you know you always take another step forward. And no matter how easy it gets, you'll always take another step forward. But you have that honor for you, which allows you to have it for everybody else. Which also, and you'll notice when with these five elements, 
they all contribute and kind of intertwine with each other. If you have all five of those, what kind of a relationship could you create if you truly desired one? Now I'm going to say another thing with this, which people might not like, but the other thing I talk to people about with looking for a relationship, you know, I've, I've worked with people who have said, you know, I've, I've been trying to get in a relationship for 12 months and I just can't get in one. And I say, okay, do you truly desire one? And they go, well, yeah, because that's the right answer. I should have a relationship. <laughs> you know, if I don't have a relationship, there's something wrong with me. No, there's not. Okay. There is nothing wrong with you, but it's like, but for the people who have gone, well, what do you mean? And they go, okay, well, usually if you haven't got something in your life over a period of time, there's something about that that you don't actually desire. And the ones that have gone, you know what? You're right. I don't actually desire a relationship. Then we have something different to work with because they're acknowledging what's true. Once they do that, they go, you know what? I don't want a relationship because I grew up with parents who had a shitty relationship. And then I went, okay, so what if just because they had a bad relationship, you could create one that worked for you? And then they, that once again, acknowledging what's true there, then they go, oh, I have a different choice. Then what would I like a relationship to be like? Now, this is the other part if you're home right now, you know, wanting a relationship or whatever, it's look at it and go, okay, so what do I truly desire that relationship to be like? And get honest with you so that you can start once again, asking for it. You could ask for it now. It might not show up for a month, might not show up for 12 months, but you've already put it out there, what you desire to create in your life. So now you have to allow it to come to you. So that might yeah. be, you know, I just like somebody in my life who who cares about me somebody who's got my back somebody who doesn't judge me somebody who i can go and have fun with somebody who contributes to my life doesn't desire to take away from it you know it could be as simple as that your list and then ask for that okay universe can i please have this now here you go <laughs> yes <laughs> yes but what if life was that up. easy well, I think often that person is in your life and we don't even see it because we're looking for yeah. something else, you know, and I, I find that especially with my clientele, they're older, uh, they're like, you know, 50, 60, 70, their idea of relationship is often, it's going to choke me, uh, it's going to take away my independence, somebody's going to want my money, I've worked hard for this, and I also ask them to create what they want and relationships yeah. can look so many different ways and we yeah. get to decide that and ask for it. And uh, again, yeah, I was yeah. talking to a guy, so I've been doing virtual dating and uh, so I don't think dating is off the table, by the way. I think that it's changed. Physical dating is off Definitely the table right changed. now. Yeah, and I think it offers us an opportunity to get real, you know, to really see if there's a connection because we don't have the opportunity to be physical. And so we can get to know people on a deeper level. And I think it's, it's actually a wonderful opportunity. So this guy I was talking to was telling me that he was married and didn't live with his wife. And um, so they had created a relationship that worked for them. And he asked me, what do you see? You know, what do you see for a future relationship? 
And it's, we all have to think about that if we want a relationship. So I like this question. I think it's, it's, it's a good one. Yeah, yeah. it's going to be, it's going to be definitely different. And I really, I, I, if you're willing to get out of that point of view of things will go back to normal, you're going to find it a lot easier to create your future. Yeah. Yeah. Again, you're not trying to control or change what is, but yeah. except, except that this is, things have changed a lot. Yeah. And um, yeah. I see a lot of resistance to so many things. Um, you know, the financial situation also people panic and, Oh my God, I will have no money. And then they get into a spiral of, lack i will have nothing and then i will be homeless and then you know and generally speaking that's not going to happen for most people but it's the mindset that makes the difference in how you see money how you see relationships how you see all of this right yeah yeah um so tell us a little bit about relationships done different um it sounds like we've covered probably a lot of that uh, but if you can tell us some, some more about it so that our audience knows well, it's, um, we started it, uh, I think almost two years ago now. It's actually been really interesting. I mean, relationship is one of the things on the planet that a lot of people have the most uh, trouble with, but also one of the things a lot of people don't really want to look at too much because it's like, I don't want to lose it. Or if, if they get greater, they might leave me or there's a lot of stuff with it. So we, pull a lot of that stuff apart and get rid of as much of the stuff that we've bought from different things throughout our lives. And it, I mean, I know for me, when I got into a relationship, when I was younger, it's like, I was not good at it because I'd learned about relationship from people who were not good at it. You know? So it's like, it's getting, it's clearing all of those places too, where you can actually start creating greater relationships in all of your life. You know, like I've talked about with yourself, with your partner, with um, your kids, with anything that you're in relationship with, so that you can actually start creating something greater. With Simone and I, when we were together and we were together for eight years and it's like, we didn't argue, we didn't, we didn't do all of the normal things that relationship did. We created a lot together. So we've, we've taken a lot of that in. We've got a lot of the access consciousness tools in it. Um, a lot of personal experience and a lot of the, what we've seen with the people who have come to these classes over the past two years is they come in and they want change. So it's like, and one of the things, I mean, the last one we did was in Vienna um, a couple of months ago. And the first thing I started with in this class was what's the most insane point of view you have about relationship. And everybody went, huh? and I said, well, if it, and I said, you don't even have to say it out loud, but if you allow that just to surface in your world, once again, acknowledge it, then we can change it. And it's all of these things that we just push away from us. And we go, I, I mean, I even have insane points of view that come up for me still. And I go, okay, that's there. How do I change it? Not that's What's, there. Give I'm us an example. What's, well, what's one of yours? <laughs> well, say for a, um, anywhere that um, I need anything in my life. So uh if like a while back i was going well i need somebody in my life and i went wait a minute for me i know that if i need something outside of myself that i've decided i, I lack it in myself that there's somewhere i'm lacking that but it's like usually in the past before access i would have went well i need that therefore i need it 
And I would have went after it, not looked at what's the actual source of the need. So see, when we get to the actual source of the need, which is our choice, then we can change it. If we go, well, I need it because I've decided I need it, then we can't change it. So it's, it's bringing up all those things. And, and people have been really vulnerable in the classes and they've been wonderful. So we've had fun and I like them. <laughs> are you doing them online now or are you going to wait? We actually have, yeah, we have one starting next. Um, we actually have one starting next week. It's online. Mm -hmm. it's, it starts on the 30th of April. What we're doing is it used to be a um, it used to be a two and a half day class and I can't sit in front of a computer for two and a half days because that does not work for me. So we're doing yeah. it's it's three hours a day and it's over five days. So we're um but we're doing all like all the access consciousness classes right now are online. Um, we've obviously taken a lot of them out as well, but it's been amazing to see how connected people can still be, how present they still are with each other. Mm -hmm. with not being in the same room so i'm with you i think it's looking at the the positives that people are getting out of this as well the way people are willing to change and yeah the new future yeah. i agree i mean well i've i've been doing uh virtual sessions with people for probably mm -hmm. i don't know five ten years i don't even know how long and um, so Zoom was nothing new for me. It was no, yeah, there right. was no learning curve. And what, what, what was wonderful about it was that I got to see people from all over the world who could access me without having to come to my home office. And it just gives you access to a larger amount of people. And I think, yeah. you know, again, there was a lot of resistance to Zoom. You know, I, my sister's a teacher. She had to learn all these, you know, how to upload things to Google Drive. And I mean, everything was overwhelming. And I'm like, yeah, I can, I'll help you with that. <laughs> so it's, uh, I, I just think, you know, we have to, again, there's, a, there's resistance of the unknown um, instead of let's, let's welcome, what can we learn from these changes? And wow, we have these things at our fingertips. It's amazing. Yeah, yeah. You know? going on virtual dates and actually learn to play games online with people. And uh, I read to my grandchildren in Israel over Zoom and I've downloaded oh, cool. eBooks to read That's to them. Right. It's fantastic. So if you get creative, uh, you can still stay connected with people when you can't see them. Yeah, yeah. Oh, this has been fantastic, Brendan. Um, so many great tips and tools and I really appreciate the specific tools because I know people have questions like what does that mean and how can I apply it to my life so yeah. um, I think this is going to be fantastic for all our listeners cool. um, can you tell everybody how they can find you and um, sure. learn more about um, you you can find me on brendanwatt.com uh, I'm also on the access consciousness website I've got I actually just, um, it's on my website, actually. It's a free series that I just did. It's six videos. They're on uh, judgment, being present. That There's six different topics. They're like, I think, 20 or 30 minutes each video. Um, things like that. It's like we have so much stuff that we just want to get out there for people to contribute to them. 
there's so much free stuff that we have available and there's stuff that you can, there's books and things you can buy also, but it's like, check it out if it feels like fun and I hope it contributes. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for coming on the show and sharing thank you, Sandy. your wisdom about how to create great relationships, even in quarantine, even when you're locked down. <laughs> yep, exactly. And, uh, and, thank uh, you for having me. You're welcome. And thanks everybody for joining us today. If you love our show, please rate and review us wherever you listen to your podcasts. And we hope you go on your last first date very soon. <laughs>